Welcome to Consumed, the podcast that features casual conversations with the people behind what we eat and drink. I'm Jamie Lewis, and I just discovered that Consumed hit the top 40 of food and wine podcasts in the U.S. this past year. Top 40. Mind blown. I think you're going to like this ninth season of the Consumed podcast. I interviewed a couple chefs, a brewer, knife designers, a cheese purveyor, produce manager, fitness instructor, farmer advocate, religion professor, singer-songwriter, wine historian, and a pizza don. From Paso Robles to Ventura, they told me the story behind the story of what they do and why. Before we get into it, let me give a quick shout out to a couple of key sponsors who make this podcast tick. One is Santa Maria wine grower James Onaveros with Ranchos de Onaveros Wines. In April, James's label, Native Nine, was named among Wine and Spirits magazine's best Pinot Noir of the year in the country. I mean, I'm not surprised, but still, that's a really big deal. To taste those Pinots, head to the station in Los Alamos, where you'll find the most recent wines from Rancho de Anaveros, as well as tasty grub from Cisco Kid Catering, like classic Santa Maria-style tri-tip, barbecue plates, burgers, pork belly tacos, plus beer, kombucha, even avocado toast. Hang out in Los Alamos, enjoy James's wines, and soak up the best of a Central Coast summer. Many thanks to Rancho de Anaveros and James for his support of this podcast and his commitment to the growth of the local wine industry. For more information about Rancho de Anaveros wines, visit ranchostayanaveros.com. I'm also grateful for support from Slow Life Magazine, which focuses exclusively on the perks of living in San Luis Obispo, California. Keep an eye out for my next food column in the magazine. I did something a little different this time, and I asked a few kids about their favorite dishes and restaurants in town. I was rather shocked by their answers, and I can't wait for you to read all about it. Look for the June issue on newsstands at Boo Boo Records and Barnes and Noble, or subscribe at slowlifemagazine.com. Jill Hammond and Joey Baxter have both worked in food a long time, but in very different capacities. Jill owns Farm and Harvest, a little company that makes cheese boards for events and wine tasting on the Central Coast. Joey has worked in restaurants like Dell's in Pismo Beach and Ember in Arroyo Grande, as well as cafes, wine tasting rooms, and even kombucha companies. But I mostly invited Jill and Joey onto the podcast because they're people who can dive deep into personal conversation unselfconsciously, which is a quality I love. I just knew they'd be good to talk to and even better to listen to. They discuss their lives, their work, and their ideas with me, one of which happens to include a no-nonsense hot dog and punk music cafe called The Howdy. Okay, here's Jill Hammond and Joey Baxter. Joey Baxter, Jill Hammond, thank you for coming over. Thank you for having us. It's a us. pleasure. <laughs> um, I want to ask real quick, Jill, you have this beautiful tattoo on your arm of an ear of corn. Tell me about that. I do, and I get asked a lot if I'm from corn country. Iowa. And, yes, yeah. <laughs> and I am not. In fact, I got this on a rolling desk chair in Guatemala when I was 19 years old. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's hard to recall what I was doing there at the time, but um, I had been traveling, studying abroad, and I ended up in Guatemala, and I drew it. It, and I think I was just really influenced by the Mayan culture. Yeah. Also, nineteen-year-old Mayan culture brain. Didn't <laughs> right. think about the implications of tattoos and how the world would react for my whole life. But I did it, and I don't regret it. And I still actually really like it. It really is so beautiful. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. I love it. And it's one of the. I mean, gosh, food people and tattoos. I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, so the two of you, I asked you over partly because. Um, We'll get into Jill's business, Farm and Harvest, um, and we'll get into Joey's dream business of <laughs> the Howdy Dog. Um, but I also asked you over because you both are, you are intentional about the way you live and move in the world, and you've made a point of sharing that you are intentional with people. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me where that comes from? Maybe I'm mostly looking at Joey because of the stuff that you've done out in the community. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I think all of that stems from being the odd man out in conversations where I feel like I'm always extremely open and want to talk about people's dreams and fears and how they want to die and what they want to happen and all of these crazy things that 
people were uncomfortable talking about. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky enough to have a small group of friends that were on the same page as I was. So we would have these really deep, beautiful conversations. And then I would go out into the world and try to have those conversations with other people. And it was uncomfortable and strange and uh, unique. And I think that led me to be like, well, this is something that people need to be a part of because it's difficult and it's beautiful. And there are so many aspects to it that have changed who I am as a person from having those kinds of conversations. So, yeah, that led me to just uh, want to start talking about it in public mm-hmm. and opening it up to having conversations with people that I knew or didn't know, but had a good feeling that they were able and capable of talking about these things in a poignant and um, meaningful way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of yeah. where it all stems from. Yeah, and um, tell people listening what that's called. I mean, you have a specific venue for that. Yeah, so it's called Thanks for the Reco. It's very loosely based off of um, a Mary Oliver poem, hmm. which is called Recommendations for Living a Life. And I really wanted to call it that, but it was too much of a mouthful, and I feel like even Thanks for the Reco still is, and people don't know what Reco is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I wouldn't if I were just happening upon it. I but knew what it was. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. say thanks for the Rico. Yeah. And we're like, that's still that's fine. fine. <laughs> You're like, who's Rico? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rico, thanks for the Rico Suave. Yeah. You're yeah. Welcome. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, do you, I know pandemic has stopped yeah. that because it was an in person, like a salon. I kind of thought of it that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, I do have plans. I've been talking with Malik here and there about um, trying to plan things. I love Satellite of Love. So and he's I. such a beautiful person. And. Um, his summer plans are obviously busy because he's a DJ and yeah. uh, the Weddings world is back. I'm glad to hear that he's people busy. are getting married and things, mm. which is wonderful. Um, so I'm not totally sure when I'll be able to do it. We've been talking dates and nothing has quite panned out yet, especially because it's such a small place and we just want to be conscientious of, of people's health. Yeah. Um, so th- it is a plan, and I like I've thought throughout the whole pandemic about doing some sort of virtual event Mm -hmm. and it just didn't feel genuine. That's not the nature of that. Right. Yeah. I think there's something tangible about being in the room with Mm -hmm. people when they're talking about those things that wouldn't translate, um, over a computer. No. So I've kept from doing that. Yeah. I've considered other avenues like podcasting and things like that, Mm -hmm. but it's all time that (laughs) (laughs) I need to commit. At well, point, it sounds like you have a lot of stuff up in the air. Am a I lot of to things. Talk about? Okay. Yeah. So, so you're expecting a baby. We are. Yes. Fifteen weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's wild and crazy, and we're terrified. Why? <laughs> Jill's you terrified know why. <laughs> because you have children. <laughs> you know exactly why. I think actually because I'm like I'm 37 and I am more mature than I was at 23, 24, 25 when. I maybe anticipated having children. I'm looking at it from a totally different lens and I feel so much more prepared and excited, but also so much more terrified. And that's kind of how I look at everything as I get older. Yes. I was just going to say, isn't that everything? The more, you know, the less, you know, the less, you know, you know. Yeah. 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 And I, I've been thinking about that a little bit lately too, the, the older I get, the less I know. Because I feel like that's actually a really good approach to aging. Right. Um, if if the older you get, the more you know, like maybe think about that a little bit. Right. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't really trust that a whole yeah. lot. Yeah. I relate it to like language learning. Um, I started learning a language at 17, a second language. And I realized every month after every month that like the more I understood the, the more I knew I didn't understand. And I was like, and people kept being like, your Spanish is great. But I was like, my Spanish is terrible <laughs> because I know now what it sounds like to be great. Mm-hmm. And as you go, you're like, I'm never going to be fluent because I'll never be natural. You know, yeah. it'll never be that good. Yeah. But I feel that way about life. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's just get metaphysical for a second. Cause I feel that you could, that you can do that. So, um, I've been reading about, do you know what Earthrise is? I don't. Or, or sorry, the overview effect. Have you ever heard of that? That neither. <laughs> no. Am I scaring you at all by no. bringing this up? Okay. No. So um, 
it's well documented that astronauts, when they go out into space, when they look back at Earth and they see it, you know, hanging in nothing, um, that they get this overwhelming sense of love for the planet and an overwhelming um, sense of how fragile it is, how small we are, but like in the best possible way. And they have talked many times, about, and that's called the overview effect. Like sure. the more you see, the more in awe of what you don't actually see. Um, and I mean, they talk about how the way the universe develops and moves is the same as the way the brain develops. And it's just like, talk about metaphysical. But I think that that's the case. I think that the more you know, um, the, the more uh, humble you are in the face of, first of all, what it means to attain that knowledge. And then right. second of all, just the knowledge itself of yeah. not knowing. I'm making zero sense. No, but no. I think you're right. And I I'm think you, you become more open to it, the more humble you are. You're mm. like, well, I know that I don't know. So tell me. Mm-hmm. Right. Share with me. And I'm all of a sudden, in the last 10 years, I'm much more like, I seek knowledge more than I did mm-hmm. when I was younger. I think that's natural. Yeah. yeah. And curiosity, mm-hmm. I just think is such a good sign of like mental health. And, <laughs> yeah. You know? Or, or like a sign of like poor mental health. I think that yeah. like I, in my life, I've struggled with depression mm-hmm. and bipolar disorder. Um, and I think that was really what spurred my curiosity of there's got to be more than just this like sitting in your room being sad thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that really like once you can gain some sort of perspective that it really opens your heart and your mind to like having that same similar like overview Mm -hmm. I think that you said it's called Mm -hmm. uh, perspective of the world's a lot bigger than just this small room that you're getting smaller in every day so the more that you can pay attention to that the more the bigger your life becomes and the more Mm -hmm. your potential can grow Mm -hmm. I had this really strange experience one day I was walking down the street and I saw a tree just blowing in the wind and I like stopped dead in my tracks and just started weeping because that perspective was a perspective that was only for me Mm -hmm. and nobody else got to see that at that moment. And they might have had a different perspective of the same tree blowing in the wind. But once I realized that basically life is happening for you in Mm -hmm. front of you Mm -hmm. and it's not happening to you, that changed everything Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. So Hmm. That that makes me think about. We're gonna get to food. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you picked the wrong people. It's yeah. just too easy. Yeah. Yeah. Too we just want to talk about feelings. No, I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just want to cry. Together. Yeah. I'm just getting free therapy. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> if you're getting your therapy from me, you've got problems. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I was talking to my friend Lauren, who I just adore so much. Um, she has considered becoming a rabbi. She's really amazing, an amazing woman. And we go deep really fast. Um, we drop off each other's kids from school. And like I, when she comes by, she's swinging by in her car. And I walk up to the window and we're just, you know, within five minutes, we're talking about stuff that just nobody else. <laughs> I, I don't talk to anybody else that way. But I was saying something about how hard parenting is, um, specifically with my wonderful 11 year old son who is just all good in every way except for this one way (laughs) he just was doing something that bugged me like any any kid parent situation and I really offhandedly mentioned this to her and she said but think about it if he had been born at any other second in time he wouldn't be this boy and I, it was like she went for the big view really fast. And I think of you with your tree, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's also specific. And so you think about trajectory again, like going out into space, you change one tiny thing and you wind up in another galaxy. So I don't know, we get very limited perspectives, but they can be really beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's much like how the earth was created. If like even one aspect of how it happened were different it would be a completely different world mm-hmm. and maybe uninhabitable or right i don't know how did you both get this way where did you grow up maybe jill I, first yeah 
Go for um, it. I grew up here, actually. Yeah? Yeah. I was raised in San Luis Obispo after the age of three. I grew up in a military family. A very liberal military family, <laughs> I should say. Um, <laughs> and uh, we had moved say around. That your dad was a physical therapist. Oh, not right, right, a, not right. Not okay. okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. a soldier. Not yeah. a soldier. Yes. It's <laughs> a very different. My dad is in the medical field. Right. And we moved around. Actually, they moved around much more before I was young. So my brothers were born in Germany and Oklahoma, and then I was born in Texas, and we eventually landed in San Luis Obispo. My parents went to Cal Poly, so it's, mm. I think, the place they wanted to land, like many of us. And I stayed here until the age of 17 and studied abroad in high school and never came back until I was 33. That is awesome. You got to go in high school, not just in college, but in high school. It was a life changer. I am I believe it. From growing up here in this bubble, yeah. which I love. Um, and I see it in Joey, who grew up here and never left. Mm-hmm. We have such different perspectives on the world because of that. Mm-hmm. And it's they're both wonderful perspectives. It's just a, a challenge sometimes to be like, oh, it's just because he hasn't seen the world yet Mm -hmm. and that's a big part of our plans is to share those experiences i was gonna say do you want to yes yeah Mm -hmm. yeah when jill asked me what the first place that i would like to travel is i said india and And she thought i was insane (laughs) (laughs) have you been to india no i haven't been to india but i also have been to so many places that i've been like uh that's enough Like, that is hard enough for this time. And I'm like, poor sensitive Joey. Like, I don't, he can't look at a houseless person here. Yeah. 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 And not feel so overwhelmed by feelings that I'm like, you cannot go to India yet, son. India. Nuh-uh. Have you seen the movie Lion? (laughs) I haven't. I want you to watch that and then okay. tell me you want to go to India because okay. it's just children the way they in the movie the way yeah. that children are portrayed it's 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 heartbreaking and and it's not it's actually ultimately a really really happy story right based on a true story but um, and don't get me wrong one day we'll go to India I just yeah. don't think it's yeah, the yeah. first place we'll yeah. go yeah <laughs> so maybe go to a yeah. Latin Latin based language sure. country yeah or yeah. maybe. Thailand. Well, or I something. just like, I feel like I'm <laughs> constantly wanting to have my heart broken, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. which is strange. But I feel like uh, I feel like there's not quite enough love in the world with how much there is. Mm. I think people try really hard, but I don't know. I think like the impact that that could have on me and I could in turn have on that is like something that would last forever in a way. Mm. You know, that might sound strange. No, it is but, forever. Yeah, I don't know. I think like we went to Hawaii. That was like my first time, quote unquote, going overseas. Well, it's very you know? different. I mean, it's a different. Right. And it was family. never somewhere that I really wanted to go. It was beautiful and I had a wonderful time. Yeah. But it was basically like uh, Southern California yeah. with more Spamasubi, you know, <laughs> more Spamasubi and more rum and for more me. more bamboo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and when I say it's different, I just mean. You know, it's so lush. It's so tropical. It's different from here. Yes. Um, But no, I mean, it's still an American. Yeah. 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 Um, I, when I think about first traveling experiences, the first time I went anywhere besides Mexico for a mission trip, I went to Italy by myself for a summer, which was, wow. Wow, what a wake-up call. I mean, of course, Italy's amazing, beautiful, but um, I had some experiences of being a solo uh, 21-year-old that were pretty gnarly, one of which I've always wanted to tell it on this podcast. Bear with me. (laughs) I was at a market. I am such a... I was especially then was like a Francophile, a Talophile, pictured myself in a striped shirt with the scarf and the glasses. And a cigarette. And a cigarette. (laughs) I mean, with the baguette, with the sure. little, uh, everything. So uh, I went to a market in uh, the city where the book Under the Tuscan Sun takes mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually met the author by chance. It was in a bookstore, in a stationery store, and I saw her and I was like, oh my gosh, it's Frances Mays. Introduced myself to her and I said, hey, if you were going to tell somebody 
the one thing they should do in Cortona, what would you suggest? And she said, well, there's this walk up past the church, you know, kind of back here, and it's pretty beautiful and isolated. Just nobody does it enough. So I said, great, I'm going to do that walk. I went through the market beforehand. I was going to, like, pick up probably the bread and all that. And uh, there were people at a stand looking at sweet potatoes. And they were, you know, picking them and, and putting them in their bags. And one guy picked up a sweet potato that looked like a penis and balls. <laughs> and, he, and he goes, eh, eh, eh. And he's like showing it to everybody. And all the ladies are giggling. And I just laughed. I was like, okay. And, but it looked like, to scale, it looked like a penis and balls. Anyway, so cutting forward, I, I end up walking out to this mountain where she suggested and as I'm walking there's a little car parked looking out kind of at a view and there's a guy there and he looks fine from the back but he sees me and turns around and he's got his penis and balls in his hand (laughs) (laughs) and just talking about mental health I saw that and my brain immediately went to what is the safest thing I could see right now? And it was, he must've been at the market. He's holding the sweet potato down at his crotch and it's a funny joke. And so I smiled because that's a woman's first defense. I smiled and he started approaching me and I realized what was going on and I turned around and ran and I was just (laughs) crying and nothing ever happened. But even in a place like Italy, there's still a guy with his with his penis in his hands, of course, Italian, looking at a view. Like, yeah. what else would you do when you're looking at a beautiful view? But grab yourself. I mean, it is erotically beautiful. <laughs> wow. But anyway, just like, you never, it's never the fantasy. Yeah. It's never the fantasy. And it yeah. changes the way you live in the world. Right. Having those experiences. Yes. It does. Yeah. And it makes us who we are. Yeah. And I don't want that for Joey. <laughs> but sometimes I do. Yeah. But it is a mixed bag. Mm. I feel like I think Joey is the way he is because his life has been so different than mine. Yeah. So mm-hmm. where did you grow up, Joey? I grew up in South County in like AG. Mm-hmm. I went to Napomo High School. I lived, the only time I lived out of the area was I lived in Mendocino for like a month and a half. We've got family up there. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's a pretty, I mean, there's a lot to my story, but like, yeah, I I grew up here and I think I had a different childhood than most people Mm. in the area. Um, A lot of like drug and alcohol abuse in my family, Mm -hmm. which was challenging and I think gave me a similar perspective on the world to people that do travel i think that's one way that i was blessed and cursed by a challenging childhood is it's like i know the dirty and scary and awful things Mm -hmm. that can and do happen Mm. um but yeah that's a different kind of travel but travel nonetheless sure yeah and but that being said my parents were wonderful they were kind of like the stable um loving people in the family that kind of took care of all of my uh, cousins and you know mm. how wonderful uh, yeah that's that's awesome well so let's let's flash forward to um you were recently married like within the past couple months march yeah end of march yes that is amazing how it did is. you meet we met online yeah did we you? met on bumble we did. yeah oh how awesome is that yeah yep it was a uh, one of those. I was living in a tiny house in Cambria, so my radius was really far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like going out to Fresno with this. Oh. Yeah. Um, but I think I dated. I probably went on a date with everyone you know. Yeah, pretty much. Before I met Joey. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> it's a small town. It's a small yeah. county. Yeah. We would run into my friends, and she'd be like, "I know him." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too much. Yeah. That's I was very crazy. insecure about it at first. Yeah. But for I got over years, it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. What were you looking for when you went on Bumble? Me? Mm-hmm. I was. I mean, I'm a hopeless romantic. I was looking for love, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And like Jill and I always had this joke when we started dating that we wanted lazy love, and it wasn't like the kind of love that sits on the couch and eats potato chips, but like the kind of love that but was we effortless. Do do that. Yeah, we do that. A lot. <laughs> uh, Nothing like, wrong with no. that. Yeah, that was effortless and, you know, um, just easy, mm-hmm. you know? And it, I, that was something like 
part of my vows was that my dad always said that nothing worthwhile is easy and somehow loving Jill is both, mm-hmm. you know? So, hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've definitely gotten married in the past couple of months. I yeah. <laughs> we, we say the same things, but it's just clear. It comes my, out differently. Yeah. Well, no, I, and actually, I'm, gosh, what a great guy. Totally. It's just over time, it, that love ripens and it changes. And, right. But you've been together quite a while, right? We've been together three years. years. Yeah. Three years. Yeah. 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 Um, I think I'm five years older than Joey, so yeah. I was also, in some ways, just really ready for... A different type of relationship and mm-hmm. I had met a lot of people here who were living in their mom's basements or their mom's garages and sure, I was sure. like mm-hmm. very cutthroat about it at the yeah. I was like not gonna do this again I'm not gonna do this yeah. mm-hmm. I have such like firm boundaries about it and when I met Joey and he took me home he was living at home he was living at home and I <laughs> yeah. was like I'm really sorry I like you a lot I actually went home and cried to my mom oh. I just sat by her bed and cried and I was like I really like him but I don't think I can date him he is not in the place in his life that I am and I didn't have a vehicle at the time I was like and this has got to be a joke this has got to be like a cruel joke well on I mean to be fair to me I was <laughs> in between living situations mm-hmm. which is what That's every what homeless person say. says uh, <laughs> But I I was living, I had a um, sublet at the establishment and that had ended and I didn't find a place fast enough. So I moved back home and was actively looking for somewhere to live. Um, And within a month of meeting Jill, I had bought a motorcycle and got an apartment and what, quit smoking and all the good things. I was like, okay, then maybe. Yeah. 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 Still looking up. Still looking up. Yeah. Things are looking up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Let's take a quick detour here to talk about another consumed sponsor. Slow Food Co-op's mission is to empower health and well-being in the community by providing quality groceries, local produce, and exceptional customer service. Slow Food Co-op sources from local producers, ensuring they offer their shoppers great food and household staples. Slow Food Co-op is your friendly neighborhood grocer, maintaining non-GMO standards and a variety of organic selections. You can find Slow's only community-owned grocery store on their website at slowfood.coop and visit the Slow Food Co-op in-store at 2494 Victoria Avenue in San Luis Obispo, California. So, Jill, when you were living in Cambria, were you then at that point working for Stepladder? Mm-hmm. I actually okay. moved back here for Stepladder. Okay. And mm-hmm. had you done work in food, drink before that? I had, yeah. When I, I actually met Jack through a friend, Tawny, who worked at Stepladder, who worked with me at Good Eggs, which is mm-hmm. an online food delivery service mm-hmm. in the Bay Area. And I had worked at Good Eggs from their inception phase and had gone from there to working at another similar place called Grub Market, and then I worked at Cliff Bar mm. when I met Jack, and I started working at Farmer's Markets on the weekends because I was at Cliff Bar. I was working in sales behind a desk, and I was like, I just need to be around people and food a little mm-hmm. bit more. Mm-hmm. So I worked on the weekends, and I just remember going in and being like, wanting to do everything like (laughs) we need to change this can I do this can I do your signs like from like a marketing standpoint yeah I think I just like wanted to help them because they have such amazing products that I just like wanted to help the farmer's market situation be more impactful up there Mm -hmm. and of course everybody that worked for them was like younger and so they maybe weren't as committed to the business and I was at that point in my life where I was like I had my eyes on business yeah so I just connected with Jack and then he was like, if you're really serious about moving home, we should talk about it. Mm-hmm. So we started to talk about it. And I was like, you got to be kidding. Like, he's probably going to give me like some farmer's market job in Cambria. And I'm like, $14 an hour. And mm-hmm. that's like not where I am in my life either. But we started talking about it. And uh, I came down to visit and he put me on the back of the four wheeler. And we drove around the property. And I was like, it's fantastic. Oh, you've got to stop. I would like wash bathrooms here. I don't care. Yeah. It's so special. I just want to be here. Mm-hmm. So I bought a tiny house and moved to the property and it was a great experience. Yeah, yeah. And it was the only way I would have moved back here. So I'm glad that got me back. It was the right way. So then how did that lead to Farm and Harvest? Really organically, I, when I started to do some marketing for them, I just started doing cheese plates for photos. Hmm. 
just to get pictures and we did a lot of styled shoots and just trying to get um, more attention for stepladder and in turn people were like who does these cheese boards <laughs> oh that's so cool yeah so it just kind of happened and then a couple people were like I want something like that for my wedding and because I was running the venue there I was like okay I could totally do that we could use stepladder cheese it's a win-win mm-hmm. I'll just do it and then I that kind of unfolded and I was like oh I have to like price this I have to like design a plan for this or not but I, I decided to and I ran with it yeah and it just kind of like unfolded naturally and then I was like maybe I should get a website I, I don't know like it just one thing after the other and I was like okay now I'll do that so is that your full-time job now no Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't yeah. I didn't exactly expect you to say yes. I just wanted to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that's my after work job. Mm. Um, I work for a snack company called Siren Snacks. What? Yeah. Never heard of such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> what is like it? a like a protein ball. <laughs> oh do they have them at Lincoln Deli? They probably do. Mm. They're like a, it's like a if you took a protein bar and you cut it into balls. <laughs> And they have different flavors, and it's the, a delicious protein pack snack. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> but it's just, a, I work for a couple of, the, the owners are sisters. They live in the Bay Area, and I'm one of two employees. Okay. So we're just hustling siren snacks, which is a fun day job. Yeah. And then I move to packing boxes in the evenings. That's cool. For tasting rooms. So that's kind of, it's evolved. Wait a minute. What do you mean packing boxes? Yeah. So I started <laughs> during the, during quarantine I suppose during COVID changes of restrictions um, people started reaching out to me about like something they could carry at a tasting room because they had to have food to reopen yeah so I started like vacuum sealing and packing little cheese boxes Mm -hmm. which have turned into a very successful little side thing cool because people still want them they want a snack when they're wine tasting which I get I do Mm -hmm. too yeah yeah so I'm still using stepladder cheese Packaging these boxes, tying them with twine, making them pretty, and delivering them every weekend. How cool. Yeah, How it's cool. cool. So I go down to Bodega Los Alamos, mm-hmm. and then Chamisol and Biddle Ranch, and... Field recordings Field sometimes. recordings. Hmm. And sometimes Ambeth, and yeah, just kind of like if people ask, and I'm happy to do it. It's yeah. just kind of grown, and I've just been like, maybe it'll stop at any time, and that would be fine too, but... Yeah. Maybe it'll keep going. And so every week I just keep getting orders and keep packing boxes. Would you like to see it <laughs> go somewhere more? I mean, I think I, I think it's okay as it is right now. It yeah. feels manageable um, with a baby coming. Oh, gosh, I keep also, forgetting. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> there's also sort of this how I'm going to grad school, too. So it's like what? there's a lot of things. There's what a lot of things study? to do. She's I'm doing insane. my MBA Okay. online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manageable right now. Hey, everything's totally, online. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's great. But it's like, it is a puzzle right now. And I know that babies really just toss puzzle pieces all around. They so sure do. We're going to have to drop something. I mean, who knows? I, I, you never know what kind of mother you'll be and what your capabilities will be and what kind of resources will open up to you. I mean, you just don't know. So, yeah, we're yeah. just playing it by ear, but we're doing it. We're working. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Joey helps and I'll just be like, I can't do this right now. Please yeah. cut cheese for me. Yeah. Do you want to do <laughs> 75 hours of graphic design <laughs> for one logo? Yeah. Sure. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got to ask, do you make jokes about cutting the cheese all the time? All the time. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually Joey to my mom, but yeah, yeah. Nice. anytime I have to cut cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I had to ask. Yeah. So, and Joey, you said that you've been in the service industry kind of your whole life. Yeah, so my dad owned a landscaping company growing up, and I did that until I was about 18. And then I was finally like, I have to get a job that's not for my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started working at Dell's Pizzeria in Chill Beach. Nice. That was my first actual job other than, like, I worked at Jamba Juice for a few months in high school. Yeah. Those kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, so I worked at Dell's on and off for, like, five years. Oh, um, the old location. Yeah. Yeah, I miss that place. Yeah. Um, and worked in coffee. I worked at the old iteration of Sally Lou's for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Ember, uh, where else? I worked at Trader Joe's, which isn't exactly food service, but yes, kind it of is. is. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Best mm-hmm. kind. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> worked at Whalebird for a while, um, in production and in sales. I worked at Halter Ranch, kind of all over the place. Very All old. of my interests, like yeah. food and wine and kombucha now yeah. let me ask is it is it 
a job? You can be very honest. Is it a job or is it something you're passionate about? I guess it depends on the job. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm just passionate about people, so it makes it easy. Yeah. And I'm also passionate about food. I really love it. Um, I don't think I would ever want to go into, like, full-time chef work. Gosh, Like, no. cooking hot dogs is another thing, but... Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I did some prep work when I was working at Ember and some prep work and um, pizza making at Dell's, mm-hmm. but... It's uh, It takes a very special type of person. Yes, I see that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I have a passion for food and for people, so it just comes naturally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard before, and I think I've said it on this podcast before, that uh, there was a bartender down in Santa Barbara I was interviewing about something, and he was talking about how they needed labor. And this is long before COVID and the you know yeah. massive labor shortfall. But he was saying do you know anybody who's good with people? And I said, well, yeah, but I don't know anybody who um, is tending bar, you know, who knows how to make drinks. And he said, no, 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 that doesn't matter. Yeah. That does not matter. Yeah. Those skills can be taught, but people, people that can't be taught. Yeah. And I think that's the same thing with Trader Joe's. That will always and forever be my favorite job I've ever had. Why? And I I think it's because they hire the people that are good at being people Mm. and then they teach them how to do the other job. Yeah. I've never like been in a Trader Joe's and saw an employee frowning. Yeah. It's always like upbeat, energetic, lovely people. And I think that's really what makes a successful business in my eyes. Mm-hmm. It's like all about the people and the service that you get when you're in front of them. Um, yeah. So I think like you can teach anybody to do a job, but you can't teach everyone to be generous and kind and yeah. compassionate and empathetic mm-hmm. and all of the things that make a good person. Yeah. Uh, Trader Joe's is an outlier to me. They lie outside <coughs> of like the Ralph's, the Vaughn's, right. the, all of that, um, both for excellent service, quality product, um, like a really crystallized, clear identity. Right. Um, and another outlier I think about, um, and total bucket list guest for this podcast is In and Out, which is high quality, great service, super crystallized identity. Right. They just know exactly who they are and what they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably the most uh, crystallized identity in the food probably. industry. Probably, yeah. Just like onion rings. I don't care. Yeah, Whatever. right. <laughs> we're doing these things and we're doing them well. If we add anything else, we might mess it up. We're doing I don't know these if we can cuss. three things. Can, yeah. I have a, can I have a grilled chicken sandwich? No. No, no you can't. No. I hate to let the cow out of the bag, but Joey doesn't even like In-N-Out. No, let it out of the bag. Talk to me. Why? <laughs> he fine. just told me and it, I was like, no, you're wrong. No, no, it's real. not that I dislike In-N-Out. <laughs> this is becoming like a witch trial. No, I, I just don't think... Like, when I think of going and getting something quickly that is delicious, I don't think of Mm, mm In-N-Out. And, like, I think it's fine. I really, really love, it's the strangest thing, I love to get a grilled cheese with grilled onions at In-N-Out. Yeah. It's, like, my favorite. Are you vegetarian? No. Okay. But I was for a long time. Mm -hmm. So that's how I discovered, I'm like, how can I make this weird bun grilled cheese delicious? Throw some grilled onions in there. Yeah. So Yeah, I don't know. It just... I think it's also just the hype, you know? Yeah. It's like the In-N-Out is the greatest thing on earth. And I I'm also like, think it's Absolutely not. You hmm. don't like mayonnaise, which is crazy, I don't like insane. <laughs> um, and I think, so In-N-Out without the sauce, I think is like... Meh. It's, yeah, it's meh. Yeah. So I get it, but it's your choice. I think that's mayonnaise. why. Yeah. I just don't, I don't like the like animal style sauce. So Look, it's not your it thing. Worth? Yeah. It's not your thing. <laughs> it's not my thing. No, totally. No. Um, we saw one time, you know, you can get a lettuce wrap. Mm-hmm. And protein style. Protein style. We saw a woman order protein style vegetarian once. She paid the like buck sixty five or whatever it is what? for lettuce with like the onions and the tomato inside. Just That's go strange. to the store. Just yeah. get a salad, a sad salad yeah. from Trader anywhere Jones is right else. Right next to it. I know. Anyway, <laughs> yes, in and out. Um, Talk about the howdy dog. I know it's not quite a thing yet, but you have put it on Instagram, which means... I have made it a reality, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, almost, I guess. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I had this weird dream. Jill has had this bigger dream for a long time of starting a restaurant, natural wine 
thing. Mm. And <laughs> in the process of figuring out what that would look like, I was like, we can have like a little corner where I can play punk rock music and sell hot dogs and tell people to F off if they don't want what I make. <laughs> like, I've always wanted the place <coughs> where you come and you're like, I, this is not an example because I love ketchup, but where they're like, can I get ketchup? I'm like, no, fuck you. I don't like ketchup. Right. Like, go somewhere get else where here. they have it. Yeah. <coughs> so <laughs> I kind of always wanted to start this like snooty little weird hot dog business. Mm. And as quarantine expanded and got more serious, I was like, there's got to be a way to basically just invite people over to my house to eat hot dogs mm. and not lose money on it somehow. <laughs> Wait, why hot dogs though? It's, hot dogs. I don't know. They're just delicious. I don't delicious. disparage your choice. Yeah, no, they are. They I, are. and it, especially like a very good hot dog, not like a, like, I don't know, bar S hot dog or something, mm-hmm. but a good hot dog, especially from like a butcher shop or something. Mm. You just can't beat it. It's no. like for the ease of use and the, deliverability of a hot dog it's delicious it's fast it's easy i don't know anybody that doesn't like them unless they can't get past the like animal parts thing yes it's the animal parts thing only that is the issue right oh i'm gonna get a call from someone who's like no actually this is why (laughs) yeah i'm sure there are people that don't like hot dogs and it's fine you don't have to like them Hmm. it's your choice but I, i always taste them and go yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Me too. It's like this is trash food, but I love it. The snap yeah. when you bite into oh, it is yeah. like, oh, it's so dirty good. I still love a Costco dog. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Polish yeah. with yeah. the yellow bun. fifty. Come yep. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah, sure. So How do you I, beat that, Joey? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the story is, I don't know. Yeah. And that's, that's a good reason why it's like not a thing yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I came up with the idea of doing this howdy thing <laughs> and... My first thought, thanks to my friend Michael Foote, was I can make a cool T-shirt. I'm a graphic designer. This is what I do. Like I can make something cool that will get people excited about this idea that I have, which is the antithesis to what my wife would do. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I was like, I'm going to make these cool T-shirts, and they're going to help me buy a grill, which they did. And I was, like, gearing up, trying to do business planning, which is the furthest from my skill set that it could possibly be, um, and trying to plan out finances and whatnot for how to make it work and how to make it attractive and affordable and how to make people want to show up. Mm-hmm. Other than, like, it, part of me was banking on the fact that people like me. Like, people it's like not, me. It's a lot, yeah. It's not nothing. Sure. Uh, enough people like me that they'll show up and I can sell like 30 hot dogs. Yep. But like, is it sustainable? Mm. I don't know, mm. but I almost don't care. It's kind of like, thanks for the reco. It's like, if you show up, I will love you all the way through it. Yeah. And then when you leave, if you don't come back, that's fine. Like mm. you're on your own like agenda and path and journey in life. And like, whatever that looks like is awesome for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, as we said, we are, Jill is pregnant. And so it seems like a, a financial misstep to like really earnestly consider it at Maybe this just point. a little pause. Sure. Yeah. And so I think at this stage, I'm looking at just having friends over and making them hot dogs and maybe not even charging them, just being like, it's still a thing. Maybe because you could blend Thanks for the Reco with hot dogs and create something that's a collaboration. I could. That yes. would be that would be a, a lot of responsibility. Howdy for the <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it could um, be donation based and then you can pay for your hot dogs. That would be great. Well, um, if you're already breaking even right now, the fact that you paid for your grill. Right. Um That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Talk about a crystallized identity. Yeah. You play punk, you get the hot dog I give you. Yeah. And we're going to talk about our feelings. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> that most, you can guarantee. That's very punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> that is very punk rock. Yeah. Um, and we didn't even get to the fact that right now you were yes. working at my favorite grocery store of all time. Yes. California and, Fresh. And the best one of the, the three in the lexicon of yes. El Rancho, California. The Pismo. The Pismo location. Yeah. And luckily, I get to work in produce, which... I mean, I would walk into that store, and even if I didn't need produce, I had to walk through it just because it's so beautiful. It's clean. So mm-hmm. manicured. And I know why now from working there. Yeah. We really put a lot of effort into 
cleaning everything really well, doing mm-hmm. color breaks, making everything look attractive. Yes. And like they're very generous with our like throwaway policy. So if it's like yeah. hardly damaged, we give it to a local guy, Danny, who's yeah. the most awesome old dude. And he comes by and he feeds it to his, I, I don't know how many he has, but he's got these giant tortoises in his yard. Oh. And I think he has like 30 of them. What? Oh my gosh. So he comes by and he picks up all of our scraps and he feeds them to his tortoises. Oh, that's so fun. And we are better. We're all better for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Yeah. All these fat tortoises. In yeah. There's probably humans out there too, but whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> no, a lot surely of it they is give like to food bank for certain kinds of things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do <laughs> donations for other things, but a lot of it goes to Denny and the tortoises. <laughs> love it yeah oh, it's better than it. the trash can you know yeah yeah so oh i love it well Calfresh is uh you know i love i love going marketing like going to farmers markets and i completely support that and i yeah. do it when i can i also love grocery stores like just there's something about everything being organized and yeah. choices and especially now after having kids um, right i mean i used to just like drift through the grocery store yeah now it's uh, i'm incredible at how fast i can I'm sure. move get in through. and get out yeah 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 so i go to the same place because i know what's where but yeah i have a friend who for mother's day her son wrote out you know at school preschool or whatever they they say my mom and then there's a bunch of things you <laughs> fill in like mad yeah. libs and one of the things, you know, what my mom's hair is brown. My mom, it was so sweet, says, it said, uh, my mom smells like flowers. But one of the things was, my mom is really good at going through the grocery store fast. <laughs> oh my God. You should have a lot of pride in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I also could spend all day in the grocery yeah. store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jill no and I are both grocery, especially like specialty grocery. Yes. Nerds. I hate to be rushed. Yeah, yeah, we we can spend a whole day. Like we went up to Port Angeles, one of our first trips together. We went up and visited her aunt, and somewhere along the way to Port Angeles, after you get off of the ferry, there's this big beautiful. Yeah, I think market. in Bainbridge Island oh, in Washington, and I was gosh. this like beautiful big grocery store, and we're like, we can't go yet. It's, we got to yeah, stop at this grocery it's store. It's very Safe. similar yeah. to California <laughs> Fresh, and we were just like, there's something about in-house made things at grocery stores like delis and hot food sections Mm. that really just gets me and it's like there are like wonderful world-class chefs working in grocery stores for sure and i mean the output is insane Mm. but yeah uh, i'm a big fan not every wonderful world-class chef is working in a kitchen at a restaurant right they're in um, nursing homes assisted living they're in school district food service it's incredible and they should be yeah those are the best places to have them yeah i totally agree oh we could go on and on about that (laughs) yeah okay let me ask you final question if it were your last day on earth and you wanted to celebrate a life well lived what would you eat drink and who would you be with Eat, drink, and who would you be with? You go first. I have two separate answers, and mm. I'm trying That's to whittle. Okay. Thank you for one. thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> we did warm up for this. This is awesome. Um, mine would be a tartine ham and cheese croissant, because it's the best food on earth. From, from tartine. From tartine specifically. I think it's part nostalgia and part because it's the best. Yeah. Mm. I love a ham and cheese croissant, though, from anywhere. It can be... Terrible, also. But if I get to choose, I'm going to choose Tartine. Lovely. And I would probably have a cold, fancy glass of chocolate milk. Oh my god! Like you know the fancy ones. Not like bittersweet. Nesquik. Yeah. Yeah. You know the good ones. And oh, I hate to say it, but last meal on earth, Mm. probably my parents. You can wait. What? (laughs) I'd probably be with my parents and you. Parents for dessert. I know. No, I would be with. Yes. I hate to say it, but I'd I'd probably eat my parents. I mean, because then they wouldn't have to live without me. Oh, That's that's so sweet. Can you tell me why you choose your parents? (laughs) No. no, I don't mean that in any disparaging way, but like, why? Um, Well, I think at this point in life, like, mortality is very real. It's an everyday conversation. It's like an, Mm. you know. 
It's just life is so fragile right now. And I know it and I feel it. And I think it's because of where I am in my life and where they are in their lives. But it is, I just relish it and I love it. And I sit at the dining room table for too long and Joey knows it and probably is very annoyed by it. But it's like every moment I am like sucking up right now. Yep. Yep. Absorbing. Yeah. Mm. It just feels like I know it's not going to be forever. And right now when it feels so good, I want it to last forever. Yep. That's wonderful that you're aware of that now. Yeah. Joey. So I've whittled it down a bit. Nice. And I think when I worked at Ember, we took a trip, a wine tasting trip, uh, and we went down south. And we went to Aubon Clement and hung out with Jim. Mm. And mm. he poured straight from the barrel. And so part of me is like, I want to have a similar experience to that, but I would probably have Brian, if it were possible, prepare just a margarita pizza mm, and a beautiful wine from Aubon Clement. Mm. And I would have my son there mm-hmm. as an adult, which is not a reality for me right now, but it's my last day on earth, so I get to choose. Yep, that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, so I think it would just be me and him. Sorry, honey. <laughs> it's mutual. But, it's okay. It shows yeah. in immense security that you're like, you know what? It's yeah. okay. If We're I, a lot if of time I together. had to choose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. had to choose, and if I could leave him with a memorable experience, I feel like that would be wonderful. So I think that that's my answer, okay. aside from the like six other answers that I had. No, I know, but and they they change on the day. Too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, you guys are lovely. We could talk for forever. Yeah, it's a great example of how food and life and people—it's all wound up together. Yeah, it's not. Um, it's not this thread and then this separate thread. It's all, it's a braid, you yeah. know? So um, I appreciate you coming here. Thank, Thank you, you for, you for that. <laughs> I feel like we were unprepared and undeserving and it felt so natural and wonderful. And it's just exactly what it was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, you guys. Thanks. That wraps up another episode of Consumed. If you like what you heard and you think more people should hear it too, please review the podcast wherever you like to listen. Because remember that thing I said about being in the top 40 food and wine podcasts in the U.S.? Yeah, truly, thank you for listening. To learn more about Consumed, to see photos of my guests, and get links to their many projects and businesses, please visit letsgetconsumed.com. As always, special thanks to Chris Lambert, who edits this podcast even though he's already outrageously busy with lots of other stuff. And thank you to everyone who lets me into their life for an hour each episode. Until next time, I'm Jamie Lewis.